Father, thank you for today and the opportunity that we have in your presence. Guide us, help us to rise into your perfect will. We are grateful for this opportunity. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Now, welcome to the mountain of the Lord. And um, in this Mountain of the Lord program, we are going to be looking at some important things that are key for your life and ministry. Amen. Amen. Now, whenever you've been in religion, for some time, when you've been in religion for some time, you develop certain problems and certain characteristics. These characteristics are not unique to a particular group of backsliders, but they are unique to people that have been religious for some time. Do you understand? So, um, that's the difference between a younger person and an older person when it comes to the ministry and when it comes to serving the Lord. It's not that a younger person is any better, but the problems that come for being around for some time have not yet come in or have not yet started to press their noses to enter. Do you see? So um, I hope to talk about some of those problems and um, so that you, you recognize that they are seeking to seep in and seeking to uh, be part of your life and your ministry. Amen. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yes. Now, this morning, uh, our theme is Chalak. Wow. Yeah. Hallelujah. Chalak is a Hebrew word, and it, it, we stay with the four meanings of this word. Go over. You're going over. Break out. You're breaking out. Push forward. And come mightily. Yeah. Now these four words need to be something that is used to describe what has happened to you in your life. That you've pushed forward. That you've come mightily into ministry, into life, into whatever God has called you for, that you've pushed forward, that you've gone over. Do you see? You've gone over and uh, you've broken out of the limitations and out of mediocrity, Mm -hmm. out of uh, fruitlessness, 
out of the barriers that exist for your life. Everybody has lots of barriers. So the word chalak, uh, the first time I shared about it, let's look at Second Chronicles 20 and verse 20. It says, and they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established and believe in his prophets and so shall you prosper. Prosper is the word chalak. So shall you chalak. Alright? And it is a word that is used often in the Bible many times and it means to break to push forward. You see, when I was um, preparing for this program, the Holy Spirit kept on emphasizing in my heart that they need, there's a need for the first lovers to break out wow. and to push forward. Amen. Do you see? And to become mighty. Amen. Yes. And to go over whatever limitation there is. And if you analyze your life, you realize that there is a need for you to push forward now. Is it not true? You've heard many things. You've seen many things. You've heard many messages. You've been around for some time. There is a need for you to push forward. And to break out of whatever limitation there is. Break out of wherever you are. Break forward, you know. Uh, Break through, as somebody would say. And uh, to become mighty or come mightily, you know, into God, into the ministry, into the calling of God at your age. You know, I was a pastor when I was 25 years old. When I was 25 years, I became a pastor. Right, I had entered a cathedral. We bought a cathedral. Not that somebody bought it for us. The church that I was the pastor of, that small church, right, was able to get money to purchase a cinema hall. Right, and I moved. We moved into that. Cinema Hall when I was um, 29 years old. Yes. I was in my 20s. Do you see? Yes. So, um, it, is, it is important that you you believe that you can come mightily Amen. into God Amen. and you can break out. Yeah. 
You know, sometimes when you have older people in front of you, your mind is that, you know, I can't do more than this person has done. I can't do anything greater. The the, 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 the standards that have been set are far and high. Because I'm standing here with uh, between 30 and 40 million books. Do you see? That are published. Yes. And churches, I mean, in many, many countries. Do you see? Yeah. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of different things. So when you look at that, you can, it can depress your mind. Not depression, but like depress your mind. And your mind tells you that, you know, basically, you can just walk around being a puppet. Do you see? Yes. But I, I have learned, uh, working with God, that, you know, believing in God, not to do anything better than anybody, but believing to break out into faithfulness with God, and accomplishing whatever God wants is possible. And that you'll be surprised at what great thing God can use you to do. You see, even in, the, in medicine, the practice of medicine, you know, a great heart surgeon would know, may know very little about corona virus. Because even though it's medicine, they are so different, such different lines. Communicable diseases, public health, is a different field from operating on the heart or the brain. And a brain surgeon may be standing in a Zwedru in Liberia or standing in some part of Ghana not understanding Malaria, wow. even though he's a brain surgeon. Yeah. Well, if you know medicine, you will know that even now they, they specialize so much that doctors have, have become like technicians. Wow. Uh, they don't know anything except a small area that they just keep doing all the time so that they are very good at that area. And of course, if you ever get sick, you will be happy for somebody who does it all the time right. to know what he's doing. You'll be happy for that. But it's also a little boring for the doctors because they just do one thing all the time. Yeah. So, I'm saying that in the ministry, there are many lines of great accomplishments. You see, for instance, if you take Reverend Adeboye in, from the Redeemed Church, he established, he, he had a church that he did not start. But it's like he has built a church with many churches all over the world. Many, 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 many. And many pastors, you see. So it's like, but no one knew that such things existed till he came along and did that. But you cannot ascribe to him the, the founding of a church. You get what I'm saying? These are different things. 
So yes, somebody is great enough to be a founder, but somebody is great enough to do something else that he breaks out in. And, I'm, and, and I believe that there are many things for us to accomplish uh, before the Lord. So when we pray, for instance, sometimes during the flow prayer meetings, when we pray for nations, nations of the world, do you see? You see that, that's where you see that when you call yourself an international ministry, you have to be very careful because there's nothing international about you when you go around the nations. There's nothing international about you. And from my experience with Crusades, every town is full of people. Every city has people. I mean, who are in their own world. Across Guinea, Senegal, any, any country we've been to, everywhere is a town full of people. You know, and what will you do? Yeah. So there's, there's so much to be accomplished for God in the name of God, through God, right? And I believe that the First Love Church has reached a place where many of us have to break out and push forward now and come mightily to become what God wants you to become. Can I have an amen? Amen. So in this short camp meeting that we are having, uh, I want you to focus on what is the next step for your life. You know, if somebody sits you down to tell you what is wrong with you, you'll be shocked that there are so many things that are wrong with you. And then you'll be equally uh, shocked to find out that you can only tackle one at a time. Did you know that? There are many things wrong with you and you can only tackle one at a time. You didn't know. Yeah, if you say, you see, even the first of you can't understand the things that are wrong with you till a certain point. So you, you keep growing in the revelation of what is wrong with you. But at each point, you find God is leading you to tackle one thing at a time. And so probably for all this time that we'll spend here, you'll find that the Holy Spirit is leading you to uh, tackle one thing at a time. Amen. 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 Are you excited about that? Now, breaking out, you need to break out. Let's turn to Genesis. Somebody get a microphone and um, find the Genesis chapter 1 and start reading. I'll tell you when to stop reading. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Mm. Verse 2. And the earth was without form and void. Mm. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face 
of the waters. Verse 3, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. Verse 4, and God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. Mm. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. Mm. And it was so. Mm. And God called the firmament heaven. Mm. And the evening and the morning were the second day. Mm. And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place. And let the dry land appear. And it was so. Beautiful. Now go to chapter 2. Thus, and verse 1. Genesis chapter 2 verse 1. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. Verse 2. And on the seventh day, God ended his work which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. Mm. Verse 3. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. Because, because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. Verse 4, these are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord made the heavens and the earth. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. But there went up a mist from the earth, and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground mm -hmm. and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Beautiful. Man turned out from the sand into a living soul. Okay? There was a breakthrough and a breaking out of man from just clay into a living soul. Now, some years ago, uh, some time ago, I, I went to a funeral and the person was cremated, right? So, the person who was being buried was being carried in a, in a, a, a little jar. And we were going to bury the pet. You see, usually they carry a big coffin. But this time we were carrying a jar. And only one person was carrying the jar. And as we were walking to go and bury the person. And cremation is psychologically and maybe emotionally a little disturbing. But it's actually the fast tracking of something that is going to happen. Because if you've ever exhumed a dead body, which I have before, after many years, the person turned into a brownish powder. Like coffee. It's like, the color is like coffee. 
Yes. And that's basically what we are. Dust to dust. Earth to earth. Ashes to ashes. That's what we are. So that dust was dust for a long time. And then suddenly the miracle of what a human being is happened. And how did it happen? It happened by the breath of God or the spirit of God. So breakthrough, breaking out into the greatness that God has for you is from the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay? It's from the Holy Spirit. So let me give you right at the very beginning of this, of this uh, program something that I feel to share with you. Okay? Eight things that are related to the Holy Spirit that you should pray for. And I'm going to give, I'm sort of giving you a prayer topic. Do you see? Because these are not usually prayed for. But I believe that if you pray for these, okay, you are going to have um, a great difference in your life. Amen. Amen. So, number one, and in order to help you to remember, I'm going to give them to you in pairs. All right? So that you remember them in pairs and pray for them in pairs. Okay? Pray for yourself in pairs for these things. So the first is the spirit of humility. Yes, and humility and holiness. So that's a pair. The first pair is the spirit of humility and holiness. All right? I'm going to give you eight things, but uh, there will be four because I'll give it to you in pairs. All right? And you'll understand why it's in pairs. Now, Holiness. Let's start with humility, spirit of humility. You know, there is no doubt that um, humility is a spirit. Do you see? Because the Bible speaks of a humble spirit. Humble spirit. He that is of a humble spirit. Yes. Better it is to be of an humble spirit. Do you see? So there is a humble spirit. I know, I'm telling you as a Christian, that I wouldn't pray for these things naturally. At my age, and after being a Christian for about 40 years, I will advise you to pray 
I'm, tell, I'm telling you as a young person that the spirit of God makes you break out. And one of the main things is humility. You know, because the spirit of humility, that, and I'm saying to you to pray for it, just pray for it, and, ho- and holiness, I'm, I'm in pairs. Just pray for it all the time. I, I know you like to pray for something else. I, I know that doesn't sound powerful. <laughs> I know that doesn't sound powerful. But I'm telling you, I'm just giving you this secret at the beginning of this meeting. I just feel I'll just say it. It's not even what I was going to say. But I'll just, I'll just pray. I'll just give you this key. That pray for the spirit of humility and holiness. The HH, you can remember. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. I could go on and on and on and on and on and on. But almost every evil that will ever try to fix itself on you will be connected with pride. You know? Yes. Because Satan is a spirit of pride. He's the father of the children of pride. I've never seen any pastor who is some way who is not proud. I've not seen it before. I've never seen any pastor who is some way who is not proud. And I've never seen anybody falling into the depths of sin who is not proud. Do you see? I've not seen it before. There is some pride that comes and it's evil, it's insidious, it's invisible, it's not easy to pick up, it's not easy for somebody to tell you, it's not easy for you to hear it, it's not easy for you to receive it, it's not easy to diagnose it, it's not easy to say that it is with you, it is something horrible and it is silent, it's like a cancer that comes to just take your life away and it is present by default, it grows in you, it's horrible. So I would say to you that for, your, for you to break through and, and there is nobody who is, there's nobody who is above it and there's no, there's no version of a person who doesn't manifest it. Why do I, what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is, if, if you look at different types of people, you have people who are loud and strong. Hey, you, you whatever. Hey, hey, look, you guys, Charlie, move there. Do whatever. We have that type of person. We have the other gentle type. Hello. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. It's a blessing. It's okay. Thank you. We have the gentle type. There is no version that is immune to this spirit of pride. There's nobody like that. Yes. And the so-called gentle, slow, 
hello, nice, okay, whatever. It's even worse because it's more difficult to diagnose it. Already, now pride is something difficult to see. Then it's more difficult to see because it is, it is enveloped in all those things. And that's why it's more difficult to see in women. Because girls are more beautiful than men. They are more, more attractive than men. They are nicer looking than more, more appealing. Always. It never, you never get a man and a, a lady who you even see that this man is nicer. The girl is always nicer. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. The girl is always nicer. Do you see? Mm-hmm. And then it's also always told that she's nice. That's the other part. Oh, you are humble. You are sweet. Oh, you are nice. Ah, you are. Darling, you are fine. You are beautiful. You are looking nice today. You are looking nice today. You are looking nice. One day I told a, 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 a lady that she's looking nice today. She took me on. So today, I'm looking nice today. What do you mean? I'm looking nice today. So I'm not all nice. What about yesterday? Today, this and that. I said, it was a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> today, eh? Look at this today, eh? I had to, in fact, I, I remember where I was. Yes. <laughs> I, was, I was in Volta Hall. I was, I was a student. I was a student. I never forget that day. So whenever I say, you're looking nice today, I say, no, don't say today. Less what happened in those days happened to you. Yeah. It's not my wife. Don't think of my wife. Not my wife at all. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Are you still around? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Now, you can get your coffee. You can get your coffee because we are having a night program. If you don't like coffee and preaching, join another church. Join another church where they don't drink coffee when they are preaching. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I'm drinking coffee and I'm preaching. And rightly so. So, when you open your mouth to pray, I'm showing you, when you open your mouth to pray, eh, pray, Father, for the spirit of humility and holiness. Yeah. Now, humility, the Bible says, I mean, this is not a question asked by, that has not been asked before. This is not a question that has not been asked before. It's a question. Who is the greatest? Who is the greatest? 
It's like if it had not been asked before, or let's say, ah, if I could see God, I would ask him. Yeah. If I could see Jesus, I would ask him this question. Mm-hmm. You see? Yeah. Yeah. But somebody saw Jesus. <laughs> Jesus said he came from God. And somebody asked him, who is the greatest? Somebody has actually asked before, God before. Wow. And the answer has been given. That the greatest amongst you will be the humble person. So in praying for the spirit of humility, you are praying to be the greatest. I mean, it's an indirect way of praying to be very great. Yes, it's an indirect way of praying to be very great. You know, this is not really part of what I, but I just feel that I should tell you the Holy Spirit what you should pray for. Yeah. 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 It's it's an indirect way of praying to be the greatest Christian, the greatest first lover, the greatest pastor, the greatest bishop, the greatest whatever. It's an indirect way. Yeah. And if God does answer your prayer, I'll tell you something that is also a little mysterious. You'll be shocked at his answers to that prayer. You're not going to enjoy all the answers. Oh, yes. Because most of your pride is hidden. And it will take more than a message of preaching to Crack open the egg. Yes. Are you with me? It will take more than a message to crack open the egg. Amen. Amen. It will take experiences. It will take anything that makes you cry. And anything that makes you sad. And anything that breaks your psychology of how you think. To crack open that pride. To take it out. Yes. Many things. That's how pride is. It's the seed of the serpent. It's so ingrained in you. That you'll be just. You, you, you need so many things. To change that evil. But it is the road to becoming the greatest possible person. And you break out of pride. Each time I see a proud person, I see how the person is demoting himself or herself all the time. Pride demotes you constantly. Constant demotion. Always going down, 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 down. Your eggs need to be cracked. You'll be surprised what's in an egg. Isaiah 59 and verse 5. 
It says, they hatch cockatrices' eggs. And they weave the spider's web. And he that eateth of their eggs dieth. Anyone who eat that egg will die. And that which is crushed breaketh out into a viper. You see, you'll be shocked what is in an egg. Yes. You'll be shocked what is in an egg. Eat that, eat the egg, die. Yes. One day, a landlord was told by the tenant that he'll be moving. The tenant told the landlord that he'll be moving to a new house. So, the tenant, the landlord congratulated the tenant for whatever that he's going. So, the landlord gave the tenant a crate of eggs. Yes. (laughs) A crate of what? Eggs. Congratulations. So, the tenant, who was just about to leave, decided to boil the egg. So he boiled the egg. But just as he was about, he said no. And he gave the egg to his dog to eat. When the dog ate the egg, the dog died. Yes. Yes. It's a true story. Congratulations. The dog died. You never know what is in it. That's the point I'm trying to make. Yes. What is in an egg? (laughs) So, what is in you? It's not easy to know what is in you. It takes a cracking before you'll be surprised at what is in you. So, as you pray for the spirit of humility you'll be surprised. Different things that God will do. So I just want to encourage you. Spend your open mouth of prayers. Pray for the spirit of humility and the spirit of holiness. Now the spirit of holiness. What about the spirit of holiness? Look. you see in Leviticus the things that Moses told uh, the children of Israel what they should do. Do you see? You will be surprised. He said everyone that cursed his father In Leviticus 20, verse 9. That's the holiness code. Yes. Everyone that does what? Cursed his father. And you can see in chapter 19 and verse 3. You shall fear every man his mother and his father. You should fear your father and your mother. Not honor. You should fear. 
You shall do what? Fear. Yes. Wow. Is that? You shall fear every man, his mother and his father. Hmm? Yes. Then, there are things that people do. Everyone that cursed his father shall be put to death. The man that committed adultery with another man's wife, even he that committed adultery with his neighbor's wife, the adulterer and the adulteress shall surely be put to death. I mean, you look at this. And you see people's going after people's wives and after people's husbands. And the Bible says, surely they shall be put to death. I want you to see God's standards. If a man lie with his daughter-in-law, surely both of them shall be put to death. They have wrought confusion. (laughs) If a man lie with mankind as he lieth with a woman, Both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death. And their blood shall be put on them. Even though you kill them, the responsibility of that killing is not on you, the killer, but it's upon the person. If a man lie with a beast, he shall surely be put to death. You think that the Bible is talking about something strange. <laughs> One young man was telling me how he has sex with a goat. Not that I read in a book. He was sitting in front of me telling me he has sex with a goat. <laughs> if any woman approach unto a, a beast, they shall be put to death. If a man shall take his sister or his mother's daughter and see her nakedness, it is, it is a wicked thing. <laughs> they shall be cut off in the sight of God. If a man shall lie with a woman having her sickness, both of them shall be cut off. And the word cut off, if you, if you click it, is death. In other versions, obviously, is death. If a man shall lie with his uncle's wife, that is his auntie, he hath uncovered his uncle's nakedness. They shall bear their sin. They shall die childless. If a man shall take his brother's wife, it is an unclean thing. Your brother's wife. You see, when your brother dies, then you are supposed to marry her. But if he's alive, you are not supposed to take her. The brother's wife. Eh? Yes. <laughs> it's confusion. <laughs> you shall keep my statues and you shall not walk in the manners of the nations which I cast out before you, for they committed all these things and therefore I abhorred them. Verse 26. And you shall be holy unto me. I, the Lord, 
I am holy and I have severed you from other people that you should be mine. A man also, a woman that has a familiar spirit, or that is a wizard, shall surely be put to death. They shall stone them with stones, and their blood shall be upon them. You shall be holy unto me, for I, the Lord, am holy, and have severed you from other people, that you should be mine. Listen. You can go on and on and on. Many things. But God, the Bible says, without holiness, no man shall see God. When you sit as a young person, eh, you feel the pressure to be unholy. Yes. Hebrews 12 verse 14. Without which, no man shall see the Lord. It's worth praying for something you can feel you are is trying to pull you away. It's worth it. And if you are able to achieve holiness, you would have achieved a very great thing to see the presence of God in your life. I'm telling you. So, I'm, I'm saying to you that the Spirit of God came upon the clay, the dust, and the life of God entered the man, the dust, and it changed. He pushed forward and he broke out. What spirit? Spirit, Romans 1.4. It's a spirit. Like I said, it's a humble spirit. Romans 1.4 shows that it is the spirit of Holiness is a spirit. It's the part of the Holy Spirit. So you must go on from here praying for these two things. Amen. I, I want to encourage you. You're, you'll be shocked. Pray for it every day. Casually. Seriously. By default. By habit. Just pray. Lord, I pray. Even if you are unholy. You pray for the spirit of holiness. If you've even fornicated, pray for the spirit of holiness. Whatever bad thing you've been doing, just pray for the spirit of holiness. Yes, just pray for it. You don't pray for it because you have it. You pray for it because you are not it. And you can feel the pressure to be unholy. There is no normal person who feels holy. And who feel unless you are easy, unless you are even unless you are an actor at home, which is a hypocrite. Like you are even to yourself, you act. Like when you are alone, you act. It's like James Bond who is trying to act like you can walk on crocodile crocodile heads in real life, when in reality you cannot. So, praying for the spirit of holiness is one of the master keys. It's like walking up a cliff and you can see that you can fall down if you step to the side. So, you keep praying, Lord, help me not to fall down by the side. Help me not to fall down by the side. 
Help me not to fall down by yourself. These are the two things you are praying. They are right there. Here is, here is a pride taking you down. Here is unholiness taking you down. And you are always praying, Lord, give me the spirit of holiness. Give me the spirit of humility. A few people pray for this. I never prayed for this as a young person. I never prayed for this as a young Dr. God, did you used to pray for this? Never. If you ask any other Christian who's been a Christian for that, they will tell you the truth. Spirit of holiness, we pray for spirit of holiness. Why? No, no we don't pray for such things. I, don't, I, never, I never use, but as I've been gone, I realize that, you know, it's actually a very important thing to pray for. And that it is what is pulling me down. I need more than ever to pray for the spirit of humility. A humble spirit. Yes. And the spirit of holiness by which you'll be declared to be the son of God. Ministry is not compatible with these practices. And our sexuality is, you see, even in the Catholic uh, law canon, they, they describe, when they are describing their discipline, they have something they call sexual behavior. Wow. Then they define many things under sexual behavior. Mm-hmm. Behavior, mm-hmm. communication, there's different things. It's all sexual behavior. And it's true. Before you even come to misconduct. Yes. Yes. So, it is not compatible. It is not compatible. Luke eleven thirteen tells us, if you being evil, know how and what is good. When you say know how to give, it means you know what is good. How much more do you think your father doesn't know what is good to give you the Holy Spirit? When Jesus was leaving us, what did he say he would give us? Who, what did he say he would give us? What was the good thing that he was going to give to Christians when he was going? What was the main thing that we needed? That he said, when I go, I will send you a helper. Was it not the Holy Spirit? Yeah. And the spirit of holiness will keep you on a path which people are not able to stay on. Oh, yes. One day I was talking to a brother. I said, be careful. You'll be surprised that there are skeletons in your wardrobe. I said, hey. I said, yes, be careful. Do you know what is a skeleton? Yes. Something scary. Something horrible. Hidden away. Many people have skeletons in their wardrobes. If you open the wardrobe, you'll be shocked. The skeleton that is there. And when you open the skeleton, you say, Babandala. So pray for the spirit of holiness before you realize you'll be sleeping with your auntie if you don't pray for it. Yes. You'll be sleeping with your auntie. Yes. 
Before you realize, you'll be sleeping with your sister. Before you realize, you, you, you'll be a homosexual. Before you realize, you'll be something you never even thought you could be. Because when you see these things in the Bible, written 5,000 years ago, and the evil that has multiplied in the world today, you compare them with now. And these things were written as though they are being practiced by everybody there. It should even frighten you and, and, and send your heart shaking. So I will encourage you or the spirit to pray for these two spirits. A spirit of holiness and the spirit of humility. I told you it's in pairs. Number two. The spirit, number three, or if you like, the third spirit, spirit of wisdom and power. Because power and wisdom, they are like, (laughs) as if they don't know each other, but they are best friends. It's like the politicians. You think NPP politicians and NDC politicians are enemies, but you'd be surprised that they are drinking tea together somewhere. It's true. It's like lawyers. They come to cases, they fight. They fight here and there, but they are friends. Yes. Now, spirit of wisdom. You need, because the Bible says Christ is made to us power and wisdom. Together. It's like they are completely diametrically opposed, but they are actually very connected. Wisdom Pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That's actually the main spirit I've been praying for for the last since I knew Kenneth Hagin because he said he has prayed for that more than anything else. So because of that, I started to pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. So I always pray for the spirit of When I open my mouth, Father, I pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Always. It's like automatic. I'm trying to give you some topics that like always. Father, I pray for the spirit of holiness. I pray for humility, spirit of humility. Always. What do you think? Yes. And pray for the spirit of wisdom and power. First Corinthians 1.24. Christ is made unto us. Christ the power. And the wisdom of God. They are related. Now, wisdom and revelation. You see, wisdom is connected to understanding, counsel, knowledge, and revelation. And there are many things we just don't know. Do you see what I'm saying? If I look at Africa, we are, we are seen as an inferior continent. We are not counted when they are counting things. You know, people are developing vaccines. You get what I'm saying? We we are not included in the nations that are developing vaccines. Why? What is wrong with us? Do we not have scientists? Do we not have schools? (laughs) Huh? Do we not have examination councils? Do we not have invigilators at our exams? Do we not set examinations for our students? Huh? Do we not have laboratories? 
How can we are not if we are not in, 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 we are not making any vaccines? We have research institutions. How can we not make anything? You know. So inferiority, inferiority, comes from the lack of wisdom and revelation. It's true. Inferiority. It's true. You don't know how. You don't know what? How. One time, and you see, in a certain country, there was a certain country, and in that country, they were doing exams. Many of the exams, the invigilator is giving money to go out. He's giving what? Money. money. To go where? Out. Yes. In that country, I will, ne- I will never mention the country. Uh, the invigilator uh, or the headmaster or the teacher reads out the answers to the students. Even it happened this year in several, in that country, they read out the number one is A, number two B, number three C, number four A, number five D. And the vigilator vigilator will say, I'm doing it once. It's called, I'm saying it once. Have any of you heard of such things in any country? (laughs) Do you know of it in any country from first time? Yes. I have quite a few first lovers here, sitting here. A certain country. And in that country, a pastor made a comment about it and they were going to take him to court. Yes. For saying that you cannot have exams. It's a bogus educational system and a bogus examination council and it should be closed down. It should be closed down. Rightly so. But I will not tell you the country. Cannot run an educational system. Cannot conduct exams. The most basic of things. Lack the wisdom and understanding and revelation to do that. Create an inferior society. Create, at the age of 15, children, I, I know it's in that, in the, it's a certain country, the same country actually, the same country, but I'll not mention the name. The parents receive a WhatsApp of the exams on their phone, all the parents before, every day before the exam, they receive the WhatsApp. On the exam day, they receive a WhatsApp at 5 or 6 a.m. of the, the questions of that day. Of the exam that has been run, nationwide exam, the parents receive the questions as part of like, it's like a devotional that they receive. Is it not a bogus system? And I'm saying that the lack of the understanding. You teach 15-year-olds how to cheat and how to steal. Obviously, they cannot pass exams. So when they get to a certain place, you see that it's only stealing and cheating that they know. Because you actually teach them to steal and to cheat. But I'll never mention the name of the country. Because in that country, there was a pastor who mentioned these atrocities and I will not mention any of the pastor. 
they, they, they wrote to him that he's going to take him to court. Oh. Yes. And all driving school exams. You see people who cannot read the A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. They cannot write stop, start. And he's right. So he doesn't know that the sign there says stop. He doesn't know what it means because he can't read. And he's driving with a license, a big truck. <laughs> what I'm saying is that a lack of wisdom creates inferiority. It creates an inferior society. You lack the ability to lead, to judge, to take decisions. You lack revelation. And you see, God does not want you to be an inferior person in any way, form, or fashion. So by praying for the spirit of wisdom and revelation, you start going higher in God. You know, one time I was driving in Kenya, and I saw a church building. And then the person who was driving me, I said, I mentioned to him, I said, this building has been, been built for a long time. It will not finish now. Then he just later on asked me, by the way, why did you mention, say that that building is being built for a long time and they, they cannot easily finish it? How do you know? I said, oh, I can see from the design that you cannot easily finish this building. When, when I see the design, I said, no, you cannot, you cannot easily finish it. <laughs> the design. That's how I know. So, a certain level of wisdom, right, lets you ascend. That's why Solomon was the richest man that ever lived. Because he prayed for wisdom, and that's what God gave him. I didn't maybe pray for the spirit of holiness, but he got the spirit of wisdom. Are you there or you are leaving? Yeah. All right? So pray for the spirit of wisdom in your life. And, and revela- always pray for revelation. What is revelation? God reveals things to you that are hidden from you. That you don't know at all. It includes visions, dreams, and just things that are shown to you that you didn't know. You see, some of you eat only fufu in the morning every day. And, and, and you could even be drinking tea, but you don't know. Uh-huh. So it will, tea, will, like a kettle will be brought, you said, here is tea. You can drink tea. You never knew that you could drink tea. You never knew, for instance, that you could drink tea and drink coffee when you are praying. I've drank coffee and tea since my childhood when I was praying. I always, I always drink coffee. Even the smell of the coffee helps me to pray. Yes. For years. Because I, I prayed for hours. And you need discipline to stay in one place. Right. Without talking to people. Yes. Without talking to people. Without making phone calls. Just you and God. It takes a lot of discipline and alertness. So, pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Few people have the wisdom and revelation that they need. Yes. And many times you look at the people and say, oh, we could help you. You know what white people think about Africa? 
and Ghana and all these countries. Do you know what they think? They really think. They look at us and they say, oh, if you knew this, you, you could do, you, you, your country would be, would be nicer even than Europe. Yeah. And where they had a chance to be in charge of Africa by force and by military power, eh? go and see what it looked like, South Africa. Yes, where they had the power. Do they look at all the rest? They look at the slums and the funny places we have created. And they just look and say, if you had the wisdom, what is wisdom? How to apply things that you are taught. As for teaching, we all have the teachings. But the spirit of wisdom will be the spirit that will help you to know what to do, how to implement the things you are being told to do. Are you with me? So, pray for the spirit of wisdom. Then the spirit of power. Remember, Ephesians 1 says, Paul said, I pray for you to have in verse 17 the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And then the spirit of power. 2 Timothy 1 7. God has not given you the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power. So power is a spirit. Power belongs to God. Thy people will be willing in the day of thy power. So willingness comes when there is power. Now, you may have all the wisdom, but if you don't have power, do you see? Yes, it takes some kind of power to add to whatever it is God, God is doing in your life. And with that power, you can do great things for the Lord. Amen. Amen. So power, the anointing and the power of God, very, very important. Now, the third group that you should pray for, that I believe, is going to change you and make you break through, is the spirit of faith and love. Yes. Faith and love. Again, I didn't pray for this. So I'm, I'm just sharing with you what in more recent years have become important. Wow. Yes. Spirit of faith and love. Thank you. Now, faith is an unstoppable force. By faith, you can go through the rivers that people drown in. Others will try and they will fail. But because you have faith, you go through. By faith, you subdue nations. And by faith, you quench the violence of fire. And by faith, you accomplish great things. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So pray for the spirit of faith because the spirit of faith is a mighty, mighty force. And if you care to read faith secrets, I I hope it helps to increase your faith. You find out that you accomplish more by a life of faith than anything else. Yes. When you have a man of faith. And also, preaching about faith is one of the most enlivening things you can ever do. It brings such life when you preach about faith in God. Every stinking thing turns around because of faith in Jesus' name. Amen. And then the spirit of love. Again, I wouldn't have prayed for it in the past. 
Now, what is love? If you ever don't short, fall short of what is love, you always remember the word forgiveness. Okay? Love is forgiveness. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Everybody here, stand up. In your house to stand up. I don't see anybody sleeping, but I just feel you stand up. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Now, what am I talking about? The spirit of love. Now, Jesus Christ accomplished more through love than power. Do you believe so? You don't know so? Jesus Christ accomplished more through love. What, what, is, what, what, what do I mean by that? I mean what I'm saying. That he accomplished more by the spirit of love than by the spirit than, than, than power. How is this possible? Let us take the healing, which is a powerful miracle that you know. Blind Bartimaeus? Blind Bartimaeus? Lazarus? Blind Bartimaeus? Or the woman with the issue of blood? Okay. When he healed the woman with the issue of blood, was it powerful? Beautiful. Now, how many more people are going to be saved by that? Now, when Peter betrayed him, and Peter said he doesn't know him three times, and he forgave Peter. And after he forgave him, he appointed him, breathed on him, <laughs> received the spirit of love, and, and sent him, Acts 1, he's risen from the dead. You shall be my witnesses. Through the forgiveness of Peter, and also the other disciples who were his main people, he was telling them, you are my main people in life. And they all did what? Ran away. By forgiving them, he now sent Peter to the world to go and do what? Sing or preach. Preach the gospel. And by sending Peter, he won more souls Peter wrote first and second Peter, which is blessing us today. And much, much more has been accomplished by his love for Peter. Do you understand? Than by the miracle of blind Bartimaeus being saved, healed. True. True or not true? True. Now, he came to his own. And his own did what? And what did his own do? They beat him. Huh? They spat on him. They rejected him. Huh? They said, you are a useless man. The day that he, he stood for election with Barabbas, he lost pitifully. Do you see? They, lost, they chose Barabbas. And uh, that is it. This world of human beings, if Jesus had gone back to the Father, said, these people, eh, I was there for a short time. What I saw on earth, human beings, 
Ungrateful and wicked people. Let them all go to hell. No. He said, as my father has sent me, so send I you. So it's not the end of sending. I'm not overcome by the evil that has been done to me. Yes, I'm not quietened by the evil that has been done to me. He said, as my father sent me, John chapter 20, Jesus said to them, peace be unto you, as my father has sent me, so send I you. I'm sending you. The same bad things that I experienced, instead of condemning the world to die, I'm also sending you to this same type of ungrateful, wicked, treacherous, deceptive people. Wow. Wow. And he accomplished more. Compare that one with the opening of the eyes of blind Bartimaeus on the road to Jericho. What has he done for us? How does he help us? Yes. But how does sending the disciples, how does it help us? It has helped us greatly. Yes. So love, love, do you see, is an amazing power that will change everything. And at the end of the day, the Bible says, if you have faith to move mountains, you speak in tongues, and you give yourself to be bent, and you have not love, you are nothing. So love is a world, and love contains humility. Because at the very beginning of love, it says love is patient, is kind. Love does not boast. It's not arrogant. So when a person is full of love, the person is full of humility. So love is a very powerful thing that many people don't really regard. But you accomplish more by forgiving people than by being powerful, so-called powerful. I accomplish more by forgiving people. I accomplish more by forgiving and by loving. Yes. The woman whom Jesus, who was kissing Jesus' feet and using her hair, Jesus told her, people said that, this woman, when I came, she has not stopped kissing my feet and wiping whatever. Because she that is forgiven much loves much. Of course, not everybody who forgives loves. When we were in medical school, we, were, we had wicked lecturers. And some people, you know, you, they plan to be wicked after. That doesn't necessarily mean that you, you show kindness because you were there. Mm-hmm. You know, but you should. Mm-hmm. And I hope you do. But he that is forgiven much, loved much. Amen. For she loved much. Her sins are forgiven. Yes. Her sins which are many are forgiven for she loved. In other words, she is forgiven because she loved. Read it again. She is forgiven because she loved much. Not that she loved much. She by all means loved much because she is forgiven. But she is forgiven for her sins. For she loved much. Her sins, which are many, are forgiven for she loved much. 
Yes. Yes. So she, she gets forgiveness because she loves much. The one, yes. To whom is forgiven little, the same loveth little. Amen. So, brothers and sisters, loving is a very important. Without love, you can't stay married. You can't stay married. There will be something to forgive sooner or later. Yes. So then, in the ministry, you soon have to be changing partners. Every three years, you need to change your partner. Yes, you change every three years. Within three years, even when you look at relationships, and I said, there's a certain span. A lot of relationships end after about 15 years. Some end, I mean, like totally end. Totally, totally end. I mean, a lot of relationships end three years, two years, three years, then it's restart again. I love you, I love you, I love you. I love you, I love you, I miss you, I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you, less, I love you, less, I love you, less, I love you. Then gradually changes into a beast. Boom! And then it goes off. Like that. It's many cycles. You will be in many relationships. Many people will say, I love you. Many people will say, ah, you're the sweetest, the sweetest girl I know. Many people will say it. And many will say, I need you. My, what, what will I do without you? My life, you are my life, my rose, my lily, my petals, my, my sweet-smelling savor, my only mosquito that sings in the night. You sing for me every night. And I know you are the only one inside the net. How I need you. Within three years, two years, three years. That's why even people who stay in a long relationship unto marriage usually fall out of love before they marry. Yes. They fall out of love before they marry because the relationship is too long. Hmm? You see that at a point they become flat, like schizotypal, emotionless, flat people. Yes. (laughs) Are you there? Yes. So you will not be able to maintain long relationships. You have many. You divorce today, seven days later, you have another person, another person, another person, another person. By the time you've gone through seven divorces and seven marriages, people look at you in a way, even jobs. They say, you, when you apply, married or not married, they write. You must be married. There are some jobs you have to be married before they take you, even in the banks. It's like it shows something. Yeah. Yeah. And to be able to stay married yeah. to one person is also another thing. Yes. So, you accomplish more with love than with the power. If you like, watch it. Jesus accomplished far more. Look at it. God so loved, not that he was powerful. He loved the world that he gave his son. So loving the whole world is is an amazing thing that has led to the saving of the world. Not his power display. Look, all that God needs to do is to move the sky and then just look at us and smile. I'm here. 
And that the whole world will be afraid. Yes. <laughs> Is it not true? If he moves the cloud back and he, and he shows his face, you know, they'll be shocked. You see, human beings have this picture. I wish I could draw it for you. Like there's an island, okay, surrounded by sea, flat. And there's an island, only one island. And we are on the island. Then above the island is a cloud like this. And God is above the cloud. This is how we picture the world. Do you you get what I'm saying? How many understand what I'm saying? That's the picture we have. Like there's an island. Then around is a round lake of sea. Okay? And there's a flat island. We are on the island. Then above it there's a cloud like an oval cloud. And God is above the cloud. Is it not how we are imagining? So that is why in recent years, when they've made rockets and they went through the clouds, just 1945, eh? 1950, that they were able to go, 50-something, they were able to go through the cloud. Then they took the first pictures of the earth. And then they saw that, ha, we are round. (laughs) We are not the flat island. And when they went further, they saw other planets. And they've been searching for people everywhere and found nobody. Every planet is empty. And they found more stars than even planets. And there's nobody anywhere. And then they say, there is no God. But God is real. Do you see? God is alive. And God Hears our prayers. And God, I don't know where he is. But, you see, maybe there is another dimension. You see, those who are watching me on the screen, you are seeing me in two dimensions. Yes. That is height and breadth. Those who are here are seeing me in three dimensions. Height and breadth and depth. So this three dimension. Maybe there's a fourth dimension. And that fourth dimension will have another, there will be some, there's another something there that we are not yet seeing. Uh-huh. I don't know if you're understanding what I'm saying. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know why we are talking about all these things. But we are praying for the spirit of love. God so loved the world, he sent his son. And he has saved us through his love. So pray for the spirit of love. And the spirit of faith. Is it easy to remember? Yes. First one is pray for what? Humility. Holiness and humility. Number two, wisdom. wisdom and power. And number three, faith. faith and love. And number four, pray for the anointing and the presence. Increase the anointing and increase the presence. Increase the anointing and increase the presence. What is the anointing? The anointing is the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach. I always remember Benihin when I talk about this because I always remember a prayer that he used to pray. Increase the anointing. Let me fill stadiums. Let me fill stadiums. Increase the anointing. So I believe that the increase in the anointing makes you more powerful in ministry. 
as you serve God. And then the last one is increase the presence. You see, because the Bible says, and the Lord was with Joseph. And he made everything that he did to prosper. So the presence of God helps you to prosper. And helps you to do many things. Like Moses said, if your presence does not go with me, don't send me from here. So there is a difference between the anointing and the presence. But these two, they are also different things. I don't know what they are, but pray for it. And I believe God is going to bless you. So, breaking out, breaking forth, I'm just sharing with you this master secret. Four prayers, do you see, which are really eight. But it will help you. You will see H and H. You know, faith and love always go together. Holy Spirit and humility and holiness are moving together. Wisdom and power are also moving together. And the anointing and the presence are also moving together. So these ones, I believe, will make you break out. Amen. And not break down. Without humility, you break down. Without holiness, you are breaking down. Amen. Amen. Lift your hands right now, every standing. Every standing. And let's pray for a while for the Spirit, this Holy Spirit that's going to come upon you to lead to a great breaking forth and breaking out into ministry. I want everyone to pray right now. Every praying. Every praying. Ando vani eketezuze maradabola pradiokosa yante kenemo koshanda lava paradia vone ketezi akata leiko tolomo shandele me vinano medaliose perenigiasuka talomandele me neke sude keteka paradia dolomo koshanda lava da levati ekosanda lama remene ketemo zaliente leka ponta lake leko talalama. Roma kazo vere dige jele koba barada lamana rante kova masie ketele lemena ropa kata livo neketele moda lamada lava raboko sheketele demosia tokobo shandaba praying for the spirit of holiness and the spirit of humility Father, we ask you for these spirits, O oh God. Grant us these spirits, O oh God. Lamoneke telemosa, John van Pakene, De van Pakene, Lo van Pakene, Rente Vizola, Ronka, Neteveno, 
lo bradia kesane lo jarada diavone ketalo monda muke ketaga lamona hayombre de vine kesola badalama jorabada kasara dele moko sandalama lekete ge vaso kabalama ramo dele nikesali ande jorabada lia dele me rekato valama sundele beda ramakete le moshandalabada rama videle kotalalamada rapa kazuzele menaya lo Pray for the spirit of holiness and pray for the spirit of humility in the name of Jesus. Call on God, somebody. Pray, Father, grant me. Would you mind lifting your hands and asking God to fill you and to grant you and to bless you with the spirit of holiness and bless you with the spirit of humility? Call on God for it. Call on God for it. If he be so evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children. How much more shall your heavenly father give you the spirit of holiness, give you the spirit of humility, give you the spirit of faith, give you the spirit of love, give you the spirit of wisdom, give you the spirit of power, give you the anointing, give you the presence. Go ahead and pray. Go ahead and pray. Ratokosha, Landego Sandalama, Reketeko Kasaka Palalama. It's a personal prayer. Pray for it. Pray for it for yourself. You're not praying for someone else. You're praying for yourself. Lord, I pray for this spirit. I know you will give me. I know you will give me. I know you will give me. I know you will give me the spirit of holiness, the spirit of humility. Everyone praying for themselves. Pray for yourselves. Pray, Lord, Ramanaka Sanda. Everyone pray, call on God at home, in the studio, pray for yourself. We are not praying together, everybody is praying for themselves. Pray for yourself and say, Lord, I need your spirit of humility. I need your spirit of holiness. I need your spirit of humility, the spirit of holiness. Remeke sandalamada, andoko sandalama, invasieko katombla prakinele, delekiso takombale, enjembrako takasandaba, mandeleketeko takapalaliane, ayeketelemo vizena makasianda, lonjampa konte, lonjampa konakitenoma, lonjampa katalama yavinoma neketala madala, ayaka. Talamudeleke, God made you a part of MOT on twenty twenty. So you can know these secrets. You can know these secrets. These are secrets that God has revealed unto us that will pray for the spirit of humility and pray for the spirit of holiness. Pray for the spirit of humility. It's praying to be great. It's praying to be great. It's praying to be great. Pray, Lord, I need your spirit.
spirit of humility. I need your spirit of holiness. Mando Kosha, Reme Gezivone, Telamosa, Yambake, Temasa, Ikotolobosha, Rapaka, Dovenekise, Lamadalakane, Ando Kobosha, Dalavada. Tala modeleketa, lemba tozamba la kite lemena, ayevene kusanda lama, ayada la badolo moneke shende lemene, ando kaba zando lama jeneketa lama, rekete lele musanda bane, yevaka sando lomo shandaba, ayangata sanda labaya. If you don't mind, lift your hands to God, men ought to pray, lifting your hands and receiving what God is giving you, receiving what God is giving you. Now that God has shown us the secrets, the secrets of our lives and ministry, praying for these spirits, lift your hands and pray and tell God, Lord, I desperately need the spirit of humility. I desperately need the spirit of holiness. I desperately need the spirit of wisdom. I desperately need the spirit of power. I desperately need the spirit of love. I desperately need the spirit of faith. I need your anointing. I need your presence. Go ahead and pray, somebody. Go ahead and call on God. Remoka, Tamonese, Jorene Keteliando, Ante Fason Panania, Ayakoto Nomo Shandalaba, Ikatolomo Sandeleme, Ramandakase, Mondakase, Jondakase, Reme Ketolomo Shandalamana, Ayaka Paradiando Romone Kesendelelemene. It's a personal thing. It's a personal thing for your life and for your ministry. For your life and for your ministry. Never make a mistake by thinking we are praying together. It's not a group prayer. It's a personal prayer. It's an individual prayer. Pray, Lord, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Bless me with the spirit of humility. Bless me with the spirit of holiness. Rampe Kosaya, Jorene Christe, Tamonsa, Paloneve, Jorenimo, Wakwate, Devenikase, Etekosaka Paradiande, Ayote Komoshandalama, Raka Paradimo, Oteveniese, Yemata, Ukade, Jorenemo, Rando Komoshandalamana, Ike Paradiadobo Koshendelemene. Rema Fani Mose, Ebakato, Zabakato, Zebakato, Ezabakato, Jepakama no Ketene Sande, Vere Diabosa, Akotolobo Shandalama, Rapakatala Mazuzene Meketalamana, Reboko Shandalama, Ayadaba Zuzene Ketene Moshandalama, Ayavana Mikusade, Reketene Moshandaba, Increase the anointing, Increase the anointing. Increase your presence, increase your presence in my life, increase the anointing. Ramba Shanda Father Miketere Devo Sandaba Lova Kese Kataba. We give you thanks, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your blessing that you give to us. Yes. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.